Welcome to the RV Podcast, episode 435. This week, we talk about a trend of turning RV campgrounds into RV communities. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendlin, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And this is episode 435 of the RV Podcast, and uh, we've got a lot of RV news and tips and all sorts of stuff, but uh, we're going to talk uh, in a minute or so in our Interview of the Week segment about this trend we're seeing about how uh, RV resorts and parks are turning into RV communities. What's behind that? I think you'll find that pretty interesting. But... Um, a week of travel for us. Yes, we're going to take our Class C motor home and go camp in it for a few days. We're going to go to the western side of the state where we purchased our 10 acres. And it'll give us a great chance to explore. And Bo is going to have a blast exploring his land. I think so. Bo is a, a dog born to wander. <laughs> that uh, he is. But one of the things that's neat is when he wanders, he wanders least free. Uh, with this spot uh, satellite collar. And there's one more week that you can still get a chance to win one of these. It sets up, I think what they call a geofence, <laughs> uh, which is uh, connected with a satellite. This connects with the satellite. It'll even work through tree canopy. And uh, with an app, we are able to draw a uh, sort of a map of, a, of and a boundary. And if he goes outside of that area, he gets a little correction, a little vibration, and it really has given us peace of mind. Anyway, we're giving one away. Last chance to win, and you can do it free. It's absolutely free to win. Just go to rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. And so. I guess since I told about one of our RVs that we're going to use to go camping, I should mention our fifth wheel, which is on our Tennessee property near Linden, Tennessee. We've got five acres there, and the fifth wheel is just enjoying not being in winter weather. <laughs> we call it uh, our property down there, Loblolly Ridge. It's at the, actually at the Woodlands at Buffalo River. And uh, their commercial's coming right up. I should tell you, their next sale is coming up fairly soon. It's March 11th at the Woodlands of uh, at Buffalo River. We get down there usually, it's been lately, it's about every month or month and a half or so. And mm -hmm. we're looking forward to going down. And especially since spring is just around the corner for us, and it's going to come a little earlier down in Tennessee. What about mid-March? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for their March sale, March 11th at the Woodlands, they'll probably have some pretty good weather. And uh, that's when we want to get down there. We'll get our first taste of spring. And uh, we'll enjoy it. All right, we'll be right back. The interview of the week coming up after this. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are five to 62 acre properties that allow RVs year round starting at $79,900. And we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare, it's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to, there's high speed internet. And it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations, ready whenever you want. 
and they're selling these properties by appointment, five to 62 acres, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit myrvland.com, myrvland.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV Lifestyle Interview of the Week. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to talk to the owner of a RV community that we chanced upon as we were down, headed down into Florida in January. Uh, it's called the Ocala North uh, RV Resort. And we were very impressed with this. So one thing, it was, it was fairly new. All the sites were big. There were a lot of pull-through sites I there. I believe 200. 200, and, um, and there was room to get in, which is unusual to find in Florida. It was in a, um, in a really nice area in the middle of horse country, they call it up there. That's between Ocala and Gainesville. And uh, as we got talking with the owner, he told us about another place that he's about to open next year. And since then, we have heard uh, this is kind of a trend from RV campground to RV resort now to RV community and we thought that um, we actually you were the ones who found found Sean and brought him over and uh, thought he'd make a good interview. I thought he'd make an excellent interview because number one it really encourages me and I know it encourages you when you hear about new parks being built and especially by somebody who already has a park because they know what they could do better and what people want. So we're going to show you a little bit of what that place is like and uh, give you an idea of this trend that's dropping up around the country from RV campgrounds to RV communities. Our guest is Sean Sims from Ocala North RV Resort. I think that the change has been in the making for 10 years, but when COVID hit and everybody went to working at home and remote working, that everything that was important now to the community hadn't been created, i.e. Uh, the bathrooms, private bathrooms and showering facilities. In the, the RVs. In, 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 in the community, the RV always has it. But what we found with our business model is that we give you private showers, walk in your own bathrooms. So, so when you go into our bathhouses, back in the old days, you should walk into a bathroom and you could stand there with 10 people. Not in our communities, you walk into the bathroom, you have your own bathroom you go into and close the door and it's all your shower, walk-in showers, full tile to wall to ceiling tile. Um, just absolutely great experience. You can have your privacy, shave, do whatever you need to do, take your time. Um, and then the second thing that we found that was super, super important is the internet because everybody now is remote working. So they're doing their Zoom, they're doing their uh, email, checking their emails. So what we did was we bring we brought fiber into the community and we spent a lot we spent a lot of time and we focused on that. And then we also catered to the client. We brought back customer service. You know, we're open seven days a week. Um, all the communities we have are centrally located in Florida, close to 75. So people can come in, work for a month or two, enjoy beautiful weather in Florida. There's no better weather than Florida weather. So they come here, easy in, easy out, long pull-throughs, and that's just the secret. That's the that's a recipe for success right there. So upping the quality of the stay. Now this, uh, how many sites here in Ocala North? Ocala North RV Resort has uh, 385, and of the 385, we have 200 pull-throughs, and they're 80, 90 feet long. So you can you can stay attached. You can be pulling. You can be pulling a trailer. You can be pulling a Class A, pulling an Escalade, and leave it all attached, um, and then pull out the next day, hang out a day or two, 
or or say six months. It's up to you. But you've also you've put in a big dog park. How big are how important are dog parks now? So that's funny you should say that. Um, we we have a half acre dog park now that was super popular, like lines of people wanting to get in, in the mornings because it's so big you just let your dogs go, that I sprinkled five more locations in the community where you can let your dogs go. So there's actually six locations now. You can uh, have your own private area and you can go to multiple parks, spots in the park. To, if some people are in one, one area, you can go to another. You can get in the shade if you want to be in the shade, if you want to be in the sun. So there's six different locations total uh, for the dogs and you guys can just do what you want there. And uh, how many of these sites these days, we're in Florida, so uh, seasonable sites are a big deal. How many of, of your sites do you think are seasonal over here? That, that's actually a great problem that we have. And that's funny you ask that and bring that up. Before, when I first got into industry, it was predominantly snowbirds, Indiana, Kentucky, New York, Pennsylvania. They would be coming down here in the winter. They would be doing either four to six months. They would monopolize the community. You'd be happy, it'd be great, but they would leave. And then all of a sudden you didn't have nothing to do the rest of the year. But now since COVID um, and the, the infrastructure in the communities as far as the internet, um, especially the internet, bringing in the really good internet is a big deal because people can be remotely working. Engineers, people that work in healthcare, coding, nurses, they, they're looking for all this this stuff in the community now and we we give that to them so that brings in a lot of people that will stay here for eight nine months even year to year now and we're having a problem where we as quick as we build them they're filling up and now we're staying full through the summer because we have traveling nurses engineers uh health care uh, bridge workers road construction companies that guys are guys and girls are have their good paying jobs are staying in the communities because of the apartments don't allow short-term leases so a couple of a couple of changes then since covid uh one uh people have become more demanding a hundred percent they expect customer uh, service the internet I mean, seven days a week you know so many times you go into a park they're closed yeah. Or they call and they don't answer the phone. Yes. Or you go in and the bathhouse is filthy. Yes. Or it's dirty. Yes. Uh, and then you try the internet and it's a shared Wi-Fi connection yes. that they get. Yes. Do uh, you, you still do overnights at all? We do. Absolutely. We'll do 20 to 30 overnights a day every single day throughout the winter. Now, you know, there's a whole lot of people who uh, want to get in this lifestyle. You know, year after year after year, they want to get in the lifestyle. And they <clears> wonder, <throat> they go, is it economically feasible for me to be a seasonal renter now I, I don't know what your seasonal rates are but it's a beautiful facility you have here what does it cost for a seasonal stop? well like anything in life it's like going to Disney World right if you go to Disney World and you spend three days there it's gonna be a little bit more expensive if you buy a year pass so if you stay here year-round I think it's like 550 a month really year-round now, if you want to come in here in the middle of January, then it's going to be a lot more expensive. It's going to be probably double that just for one month to stay here for a month. But that's still cheaper than really a home in many places in the country if you're renting a home. Oh, absolutely. The great thing about the modern RV is that there's so much luxury. Some of them have side-by-side -side refrigerators in them you know six and four and six burner stove inside their walk-in showers and that really what changed our industry when they came out with the 40 footers the 45 footers the with they have toy haulers that are 
that are um, you can sit on the back of your coach. We have a patio on patio. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there there's so much great luxuries, and that's why I encourage everybody to come out to the big show, the big shows, whatever town you're in. You're in Indiana, Kentucky, New York, California, Texas. Go to the big super show RV shows, and just walk some of these units, and you'll be so amazed. And they're affordable. You know, you can get into something for eighty, ninety thousand dollars, I believe. Um, you know, we have a little bit of inflation right now, but with a little bit of inflation, the economy will slow just a little bit and maybe some of the prices may come down a little bit and you're getting the benefit of that. So that could work out to your advantage. Well, you got a great facility here. You're building a new one next yep. year, a second one down here in the same area. Yep. We're building one right down the street, three miles at, uh, it's going to be on, uh, Orange Lake. It's Orange Lake RV resort. It's going to be approximately 500, uh, sites. It's going to have 11,000 square foot clubhouse. It's going to have four independent bathhouses. It's going to be state of the art. Everything's going to be brand new. It's going to be gorgeous. And you guys should check us out at orangelake.com uh, or, or Orange Lake on Facebook or follow me or follow. We'll, we'll, we'll be here next year. We'll give it a, a quick try. Yeah. And uh, we, we and it's on the lake now. It's on the, I think Orange Lake is the top five biggest lakes in Florida. It is absolutely amazing. So there's going to be all kinds of water stuff to do there. Just another experience to RV in. So it could be, it would be it, just another twist to it. Another, another feature of amenities you can't just get anywhere because of the lake's going to be there. Awesome. All right. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking time to talk to us about uh, the RV park industry and the new emphasis on quality. Quality, yes. Thanks, Sean, over and out. Well, we thank Sean for that uh, interesting interview and uh, the, the tour of uh, the, the uh, Ocala North RV Resort. And we look forward to seeing the new one that he's going to be building that, on that lake coming up, um, you know, next year. I, I plan on going there on our way to Tampa next yeah, year. Yeah, the time we go back doing from the, the Tampa show. RV show. But what I was amazed at is how inexpensive uh, seasonal lots are down there. If you... Or even if you want year-round, and many people do, and they just keep their RVs in that warm weather rather than having to, to winterize them. Uh, anyway, when we come back, new travel tech. Stay with us. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting. Until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-size Aurora Lux medium firm mattress, and it arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we did is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Oh, does this ever feel comfy? It's so cushiony. Then we put on the sheets and the bed covers, and we found ourselves ready to order another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. That first night's sleep was luxurious and deep, and it's been like that ever since. The RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding comes with a 120-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty. Shipping is free. If you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourself to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Something else that's very important is that Brooklyn Bedding manufactures all their RV mattresses in their own factory in Arizona. This means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the costs. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get 20% off your mattress with the code RVLIFESTYLE. 
Again, use the promo code RV Lifestyle for 20% off the cost of the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. Now it's time for the new travel tech segment of our podcast. And this is drawn from the pages of newtraveltech.com. That is uh, our sister blog, and it celebrates the many ways that technology enhances the travel experience. And it's brought to you by Nomad Internet. Nomad Internet is now the exclusive internet provider for us as we are on the road and traveling. And we have been very impressed with Nomad Interview Internet. We've been trying it for several months now. Um, it is unthrottled. It is unlimited data. Uh, it is high speed. It works on that new C-band system that uh, uh, Verizon and uh, uh, I think AT&T is trying to make it come about. But this is on the Verizon system with Nomad Interview Internet. And it, uh, it has really been uh, neat. And one of the things that they just came out with that I want to show you is, uh, is this. This is the air travel bag. And it's pretty cool. It comes with... Uh, let's see if I can pull it out of here and show you. It comes with a, um, a battery that will power the Nomad Air modem for a week. And that is pretty amazing. This is the battery. Isn't that cool? See that thing? That will go for a week. And this is the modem that we use right here, the Nomad Air. And uh, it's really neat. So you, uh, particularly for boondockers, uh, if you don't have uh, commercial power, or you're trying to conserve power, this little bag, it's not very big, very easy, handle. Anyway, we're big fans of the Nomad Internet, and you can uh, learn more about it at rvlifestyle.com slash nomad, rvlifestyle.com slash nomad. I've got to say, I really appreciate that bag, to keep it safe, because it seems like so many things that are delicate that you really want to take good care of, you don't have a good container for them. So to get something that's fairly expensive mm -hmm. and to have a bag for it, Good idea. Anyway, that's what we use for our internet, uh, Nomad Internet. Uh, and you can, again, learn more. Just go to their website. All right. So what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about a weather app. Yes, we indeed are. Now, we know that there are a gazillion weather apps out there. And probably between the two of us, we have a dozen of them on our smartphones and our uh, tablets. But the the one that we have been using now for several years and that we want to share now because it just gets better and better is called Weatherbug. So if you want to know everything about the weather, Weatherbug is what you need to get. It's our main go-to weather app and then we'll kind of mess around with some of the others. But what I like about it is when you launch uh, Weatherbug, uh, it immediately displays the local weather including the temperature and the dew point and humidity, sunrise, sunset, uh, wind, pressure, any active weather alerts for your area. And what, what's neat about that is um, oftentimes we'll be driving along and we'll say, oh gosh, we're going to get there before dark. We're going to get, so we, we like to set up camp before dark and it'll, we always can find the local sunset and that's handy to know. That's one of the things that we like about it. And also the toolbar that's at the bottom. Yes, uh, there's a toolbar at the bottom, there's one, uh, a couple of menu bars, but what is, I think the best feature for us is when you're traveling, it always updates your current weather. Uh, and so wherever you happen to be right then, that's the weather you're seeing. 
that toolbar uh, is uh, along the bottom is for radar and stuff, but there's also one on the top, which lets you switch from the current forecast to a, a more detailed uh, forecast. And for anybody with allergies, it's nice to have their app that lets you know what the pollen count is. Now, uh, Weatherbug works on both iOS and on Android. It also works on your laptop or your tablet as well. Uh, and uh, we think it's just a great app to have. Uh, give it a try. Um, that's our probably our go-to one. So see it if you want to check it out. So don't forget, weatherbug.com. That's where you can find it. All right. Thanks to uh, newtraveltech.com, uh, our sister blog that keeps track of all things technology. And uh, weatherbug.com, that's our uh, new travel tech uh, tip, of the, tip of the week. We'll be back with the news of the week after this. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900, and these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. Welcome back, and now it's time for the news of the week. And Mike, you got the first story. Well, this is a topic that we have been talking about a lot uh, over the last couple of years, and this is a problem that really started with COVID and the big uh, rush to get campsites, and that's no shows at uh, state parks. Actually, all of them like that. And what happens is is uh, selfish. Can I say that selfish people book a site? And they might go to book two or three different sites so they can be sure they have a place to go that weekend. Or they'll book a week when only they need two days and then they don't show up. And therefore, other people can't use those sites. And we have been complaining about that as you have been complaining about that for a long time. 
So now uh, the news of the week is uh, in California, a state assemblywoman has had enough of this also, and she has introduced a bill, and that bill would penalize campers who make a reservation at a state-owned campground, and then they don't ever show up. And the goal is to make it easier to get a camping spot by providing a reason for people to cancel their reservation if they can no longer use it. Uh, it frees up the camping spot. So it's a matter of getting part of your refund back or absolutely zero your refund back. And if you cancel numerous times, you're not going to be able to book. Yeah. So this is going to apply to 15,000 individual campsites if it passes in the California State Park System. And uh, we're, we're hoping that this, uh, this really helps uh, this, and other people will, will pick up on this. Uh, campers would get more of the reservation if they cancel seven days in advance. And like Jen says, uh, you lose more and more the closer it is to cancellation date. I think that's a, that's a pretty Sounds good like bill. Sounds like a logical thing to do. Yeah, maybe that'll solve some of the problem. Yeah. All right, what do you got? So we've got another California story. Because of all the rain that they've had out in California, all the drought that they've had, now they have rain and there's all those seeds from flowers. There's a super bloom going on out there. All those seeds that were laying dormant. And now the rain has come and it's supposed to be like overnight, absolutely beautiful with the yellows and the purples and the white flowers. And, and when are they, we're going to put a, a link in the description, the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. It'll kind of give you their projected timeline, but coming right up. They're expecting this, you know, very soon in California. So pretty cool. Um, federal officials have closed, you're going to find this interesting, uh, the Gila Wilderness uh, for the next week or so for, uh, to visitors because they're going to begin a controlled hunt for feral cows. <laughs> you heard that right. Cows. The Gila wind wilderness out there in New Mexico is home to feral cows, which apparently became rather aggressive this past year to human visitors. And they've, they said they've harmed the environment by grazing year-round and trampling down stream banks, and that's caused erosion and other issues. Uh, they say there's about 150 of these wild feral cows that doesn't sound like that many to do all this damage. Yeah, so they're going to kill them. They're going to shoot them out. Uh, gunmen, sounds really barbaric. Gunmen in helicopters will shoot them dead <laughs> between Thursday and Sunday of this week, uh, leaving their bodies out there to decompose. I don't um, understand that part. I, I guess it's too hard to harvest them. Oh, they're heavy. They're big. I guess they'll leave their remains out there unless they're near water or hiking trails or sensitive spots. But uh, obviously there are some people in the New Mexico legislator, legislature who are opposed to this, a cattlemen association against it, some environmentalists are against this, and I imagine some RVers after hearing this story will probably be against it. But uh, that's what federal officials are going to be doing this week and why part of the Gila Wilderness in New Mexico is closed. In a lot of states, they hand out permits and people get a license, like for deer hunting and things. If you need, this just sounds like a lot of expense flying around in helicopters, taking out cows, and leaving dead cows leaving lying dead around cows. out there. I don't, oh, know. I don't understand. I don't have all the information. I'm we're, sure we're I'm, talking with the federal government. You never understand what they do. <laughs> okay, Mardi Gras just around the corner, and so, uh, in fact, February. 
21st, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it was this week. It's this yeah. week. Mardi Gras week is this okay. week. Yeah. And so many RVers in Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi who really take Mardi Gras very seriously, this means just one thing. They take off for RVing. I mean, the weather's nice, and Mardi Gras, who can, who can not go camping? So uh, many uh, cities near the Gulf, like Lafayette and Louisiana and Mobile, Alabama, have large numbers of little RV villages that spring up along the, the routes for parades yeah. and under bridges. Yeah, we've seen this ourselves. We did a video uh, a couple of years ago about Mardi Gras around the Gulf Coast. And most people think it's all in New Orleans. New Orleans is just the raunchiest one. Oh. Uh, it is the rowdiest one. Mardi Gras events generally are pretty family friendly and there's parades actually started a few weeks ago in all these communities along the south south gulf coast there and it's been fun to uh, it's really fun to watch them we put a video link we'll put it in the show notes of what what it was like with us but in mobile alabama uh for like over two decades now people have been setting up what they call rv city underneath a freeway as the town has parade after parade, these different civic clubs all sponsor parades, uh, and you need to get a spot ahead of time. Uh, there's 118 spots out there. Uh, we'll put links to all this, and uh, you'll see. But it's a lot of fun. If you've never been to Mardi Gras, not in New Orleans, but along the, uh, the coast there, um, check it out. It is pretty much a, a fun thing. All right, last story. This is kind of a weird story, and I hope this is not a trend. Um, Campers in Texas told us about this, and they're pretty sad to learn that the state is losing Fairfield Lake State Park at the end of February because the landowner sold the property to a private developer who has plans to build a gated, multi-million dollar housing community. You can't compete with that kind of money for buying the land. No, for about 50 years, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department has operated the state park, and they leased it from a company called Vista Corporation. Vistra, which operated a coal plant there previously. And uh, the state invested $70 million over the years. Uh, they tried to buy it, but uh, Vistra Corporation, uh, they went for the big bucks. Yeah, the park is located about uh, 95 miles south of Dallas, so a lot of Dallas people really liked it. It was very popular fishing and camping. Had 83,000 visitors last year, and now that's all gone. 2,700 people already reserved camping spots for this year, but that corporation, because they took it away from the state, has canceled them. Um, Texas has like 14 other parks on state land. I mean, that is so sad to hear. And I bet you all that money that was put into that land, they probably did a lot to clean it up after what it was originally yeah. used for, for the coal. Yeah, I said state land. They have 14 other spots on leased land. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully the people they lease it to don't change their mind like Vistra and sell out for the big bucks. But that's a trend I hope doesn't continue, but money wins, doesn't it? Always. All right. We come back, RV Questions of the Week, so please stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free, and battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have, and they'll probably be the same on your rig too. 
Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Now it's time for the RV questions of the week. And here is the first one from Gary. And his question is, is it true that older RVs, older than 10 years old, you can't park at a lot of the uh, parks? Yes, um, technically that is true. Although in our experience, it's not very often enforced. Unless the RV is in, you know, poor condition and has a lot of, you know, obvious defects and looks to kind of be on its last legs. Um, parks have that rule because they then have, they can say, well, it's right in the rules. Uh, they can exclude rigs that in their mind would reflect poorly on the appearance of the park. And uh, we've heard of some uh, who would require would-be renters who have something older than 10 years to send in a photo of their RV so they can check it out. Mm -hmm. um, there are some RV parks that don't allow any Class Bs, no matter how new it is or how old it is. Uh, no camper vans, Class Bs. Um, others are for Class A motor coaches only. So, you know, generally speaking, I think though, uh, at most campgrounds, if your RV is well-maintained, if it's clean, good mechanical condition, you know, I think you'll be fine, but um, they do have that rule, and and sometimes they do enforce it. Uh, fortunately, I think that's a minority of cases, but they do have that rule. And I can see why they do. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there are some out. You know, every you got to have a rule for the exceptions, right? Yes. <laughs> so, and, and it's usually an exception. I mean, we have seen RVs out there with wood boarding up windows, and you oh know, my gosh, with it the, looked in pretty rough shape with the body tied together with duct <laughs> yeah. tape, and you know, that's what they. They're trying Some, to avoid. That's what they're, yeah. So if, if, if you don't do that, you should be okay. All right, here's one that uh, is for you, Jennifer, and it's from Megan. And Megan says, what do you use for a vacuum cleaner in your RV? It always looks so clean and sparkling in your videos. And I've heard you talk about vacuuming it before and after your trips. Well, I used to use just a plain old whisk broom and then decided that was much too much labor. <laughs> and I got a little shark. Uh, vacuum that I love. It's easy to detach if I want to use it as a hand vacuum or attach the bottom so that I can do carpet. And uh, I use that thing all the time. It picks up sand easily. In fact, I like it so much that we bought a second one because we have one in the fifth wheel and one in our other, and the it, motorhome. And I think the thing that and we use it sometimes to clear, clean out our truck or our vehicles, yeah. it really picks up bow hair very well too. Mm -hmm. The actual model number we have, it's a cordless one. Um, they have make a whole bunch of different models. And I think ours costs like 130 bucks or so, but it's the Shark IX141 Pet Cordless Shark Vacuum. That's the Amazon name. And we'll put a Amazon affiliate link uh, uh, in the show notes if you want to see the one we have. And for those of you who don't read uh, the manual that comes with it real well, when, if you buy that, there's a couple little filters that you have to take out regularly and rinse out and wash, and that way it'll work. Otherwise, it'll get clogged up with dust, and you won't like it at all. You but won't it, like this vacuum. It's really easy because uh, all the stuff kind of goes into this dust bowl, and then you just put that over you know, so a garbage bag or something, and you just lift it, and it just empties right out. 
but you do want to check those filters. Clean the filters as in any vacuum. That's the Shark IX141. Again, we'll put a link at rvlifestyle.com in the show notes for you so you can find that. All right, that's the podcast for this week. If you have a comment or if you have a question, we would love to hear from you. Our private email is mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. Happy trails. Happy trails.